0: Yay! Hooray! It's pre-polar vortex right now. You aware that that's happening? I'm sorry, what? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. So, okay. So it's 2020. Yes. And every day is worse than the day that it followed. Um. And so the polar vortex that froze our asses in 2013 is Uh coming back now in mid-May of 2020 and dropping temperatures like a fucking... Anchor. <laughs> uh. I, uh. What? Why? When? What is Good morning. I'm Jen Ponton.
1: <laughs> wow. Bringing you all the news that makes you want to slit your wrists. What? What? When? I'm looking at okay
0: temperatures.
1: How long is it gonna stick
0: around? I mean, today is lovely. Today is adorable. Um, it is supposed to happen this weekend. Uh, this weekend? Fucking a. Hey. Uh, come on, you piece of shit. Oh. oh, yeah, fifty-five, forty-eight.
1: It looks like it might just be a couple days, but geez, man, it is flat out the middle of April. Oh, also. Uh, May. It's the, May. It's not the Atlantic,
0: April. The Atlantic has an article that says, a black hole is quote unquote almost on our doorstep. <laughs>
1: oh, Oh, how did everybody get all of the dates for the apocalypse so wrong right I was I was fucking ready
0: for this in 2012
1: yeah come on yeah yeah and 2020 seems like an obvious like uh, if you're going for like a liturgical number or something that's, that's right. like a significant 2020 mm-hmm. really feels something right.
0: that feels creepy and omnipotent yeah mm-hmm. come on um friends and neighbors this is all the fucks um for you, all the fucks for me. You're our fuck buddies. Hey, <laughs> um, I'm
1: using a brand new microphone, uh, and I'm actually like currently. I should probably stop screwing around with it. Um, uh, but i, I um, I'm trying to figure out the gain on it. So today might be uh, a little I'll, bit I'll weird. But you'll, you'll okay. I can be adjust. I to... can
0: adjust you on the yeah. uh, on the other side of it. It's all good. Yes, yes, but maybe <sighs> maybe I can.
1: And then everything that we do will be extra stimulating. (laughs) Don't you? I think maybe you actually might need a different kind of microphone to do that. But I don't, I don't know. I'm full of bees?
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about, because you seem to know things that I don't, tell me about the murder hornet thing because I feel like you Ah. made a joke about that and then Don mentioned it and I thought it was just a joke between you and me and those bees the other day.
0: Oh. (laughs) It is. It is between all of us. And the bees really don't like it because the worst part about murder hornets is not that their stinger feels like absolute death and they can kill people and they have killed people. But the worst part is that their sole mission in life, again, fucking ecologists and entomologists get at me because I need to know what the actual God's purpose for any bee that is not a bee actually is because the sole living reason for murder hornets to exist is to decapitate and eat honeybees and to destroy their hives. No! Uh, That's it. That's all they want to do in this world.
1: Oh, my God. They're like the fucking tracker jackers in uh, Hunger Games.
0: <laughs> yes. Joke's on you, murder hornets. We already killed all our bees. No. <laughs> Oh, you're gonna be so hungry Mm-mm. they wow. are their fucking stinger is six millimeters long I don't they know what that means from, but that feels
1: very inappropriate
0: It's it it protrudes um, there are some <laughs> pictures there are some pictures that are not unreal going around online that has uh, them lined up on a person's hand and they span all four fingers fuck uh, me that okay, is real. Now. However, that's not the drone. That's not a kind you'd ever see. That those are queens. So the drones are Ew, can look they be those. like. <sighs> <yeah. laughs>
1: what are they called? The mouthy things. The mouth claw. Oh,
0: those are their 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 uh. Not their scissors. Scissor. Their jaw. they their they Their, 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 their saw like. Jaws, saw-like pincers, they basically, they are scissors. They're mouth scissors. And they can immediately cut through, uh, they, they can eat through protective beware. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. i know, I know that beware <laughs> is what you wear to be protected <laughs> to from be bees. bees. Uh-huh. But in my head... It's what the bees are wearing to be
0: <laughs> from the murder hornet. They're going to need it. The, like, four <laughs> honeybees that are holding it together here in the fucking United States. Are you kidding me?
1: Oh, my God. Uh, We're going to have to pivot with all these 3D printing things to make <laughs> tiny little bee flak jackets. <laughs>
0: Fucking bee oh, riot gear. Fucking bee. <laughs> fucking bulletproof bee vests. Come on. Can you uh, I want. I do um, not want the job of outfitting all the bees. <laughs> 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 it's hard enough trying to put a shirt on my dog. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh well. Here's good. Every. You know what? That what I do like about twenty twenty
0: <laughs> is
1: it because last year I feel like. All the hell was stale. You know what I mean? It was all like, oh, "Oh, this dumb garbage and this dumb garbage." But now it's just new and exciting hell. It's, it's exciting. It's the freshest of the freshest hell. Oh, utterly every day. You're like, "What's to become of me today?" Uh-huh. Oh, oh, Jersey City. Did you have two water mains break and have to haul four gallons of drinking water home? From um, the hospital? Oh, no, no, no. I didn't, get, didn't do that. Give me a break. No, 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 I just went to the normal store like a normal person and bought water. <laughs> I'm not going to stand in line outside of a hospital.
0: Oh, we have new scary stories today. We do, you guys. Um, real excited for you. I'm excited for you and me and all of us. Yes. You know, I will. I will say. I feel like I picked
1: some good ones, but I did have to dig through some real dreck. Um, mm. In 2012, I feel like maybe the cream did rise to the top, and when I got down to the further, <laughs> the, further yeah. in the comments, I was like, ah, I don't know about this. Yeah. But one time I was camping and it was scary. No, that doesn't count. You. That suck. does not count. Also, weirdly, I couldn't find the winners from 2012. Like they call it different things, like the ten <gasps> toppest stories right. that'll make you shit your pants sideways sometimes, yes. and i'm like i I don't know how to search for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they make it very difficult i I really i I'm not a fan as like grumpy, grumpy grump grump grumpy grump 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 That's all I have to do. Just complain <laughs> <laughs> uh, you
1: know, it's so funny we didn't we didn't record yesterday. Um, and, and, that, and that's, I always miss you and I'm glad I got to see you anyway. But, uh, it was really hard for me, the, the episode that we did the day before that. Like, I don't think it real, I, it really settled but into same. my bones. Me too. About those terrible men.
0: Yes. And I had horrible fucking nightmares. Oh, honey. Let me, let me start so I can get this down to the Comments. Okie dokie.
1: I'm so, like, I'm so upset about the polar vortex thing. I'm so annoyed. I know,
0: girl. I, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? My, my weather app hasn't, like, woken up about it yet. Um, but my weather app also told me it was going to be 45 degrees this morning. And I was like, okay, and I'm layering, layering, layering. I get outside. It's so warm and sunny. Oh. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? That's <laughs> great. I mean I want it to be warm and sunny, but I don't want you to bullshit me about it. Oh yeah, exactly. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Never, but yes. Oh, yeah, just to put a just to put a button on um on you talking about our our episode that I will be releasing tomorrow, so our Friday quarantini, yes. um, all the angsty crushes is what I am planning on calling it. Um, I yeah, it fucked me up too. It fucked me up right good, as I think you and your you and your people might say. But Wait. I do have to tell you, my people. I I do have to tell you.
1: I think you mean my kin. <laughs>
0: you <gasps> okay wait have you you've seen have you seen hmm. the stand did you ever no, watch no, the no. miniseries Mm-mm. fuck it's so good uh there's a, a character who has significant developmental delays who has natural immunity to the to captain tripp's virus oh, in the stand yeah. <laughs> right um many 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 more people survive in the stand than in last man on earth yes Many more, but uh, in the stand, one of the people who has a natural immunity is Tom, uh, and Tom is in his thirties and he has developmental delays and he really has the mindset of like a five or six year old, and in um in the miniseries, like he's described as this very strapping farm boy, like really big and built and tall and dopey, and in the series, he's cast by the actor who plays Boomer on Coach. Uh. (laughs) The guy who voices Patrick. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. The big blonde guy. Yes, the big blonde guy. He's played by that. And like, And I think he's from Oklahoma, oh, and he talks like this. And one so of fresh. one of his phrases is "laws, yes, laws, <laughs> yes, laws, yes," and that just comes upon me every now and then. And he also he he thinks he thinks that everything is spelled, uh. He thinks that everything is spelt the same way, like, like Tom's best friend is Lillian M O O N. That spells Lillian, but oh. Moon spells everything. Oh, it's fucking adorable! It's so charming. But yeah, laws. Yes, that's. Oh what, my! That's what I've had in my head since you flirted me to death two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Delightful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh huh. Oh, yeah. I do have to say, though, Hmm. as upsetting a state as I know that put you in to go back there and feel just being mistreated by a piece of shit. Right. I mean, that's just the bottom line. I have to say, the setting. And character traits that were described. I was laughing so hard editing it. it, There were tears (laughs) rolling down my face. I just...
1: No, every moment. Every moment of my life down there was nothing short of exceptional. I just...
0: Come on. I gave him... I gave him my Alka Translator and he gave me an orange one he got from a guy in jail.
1: It, I mean I remember it too. It was clear. It was clear and it had it was white on the top. Like all the plastic around the white is it's usually black. It was white on the top. I kept that lighter for a very long time even after
0: it was empty of course you did I would have too it would still be in my memory box uh, it with might all the other people sur- <laughs> all other things people gave me when they got out of jail it might not have survived the Marie Kondo rage purging of 2015 oh, but I could use one of those yeah I mean I got rid of a little bit more than I wish I had but most of it was an appropriate shucking in my opinion, shocking. I'll give you an
1: appropriate shacking. Mm. Oh, hit me with some stories.
0: Make me. This is Lady make Sparrow. Make me scream. Ah, oh, you got it, girl. This is Lady Sparrow, <laughs> the little girl who wasn't. Ooh. I lived in a house from hell for four years, from age eleven to almost sixteen. There was constantly something happening. Doors flying open and shut, voices, footsteps. Nothing ever stayed where you put it. I was alone there a lot because my parents worked, and I was constantly terrified. One of the most gut-level disturbing things, though, was the little girl in my bathroom. (sighs) Every time I walked past my bathroom door, which was constantly since it was right outside my bedroom, I saw a little girl with blonde curled hair and a rose-colored dress. She just stood there, staring, looking like a photograph from 1905. I started keeping the door closed so I could walk by without seeing her, Mm. but she was always there when I opened it. Once I stepped in past her, I couldn't see her anymore, but I could feel her there. She scared me, but I felt really sorry for her because she was trapped there, just like me, but probably forever. Mm. As the years went by and things in the house continued to get worse, she started seeming darker. I started feeling like she wasn't really a little girl. I knew there was something ugly in the house, and I felt like it was presenting this sympathetic image to me. Then I started thinking I was completely losing my mind. One day when I was 14, I had a friend from out of town come stay with me for a week. I hadn't told her anything whatsoever about the house, because I didn't think she would come if I did. (laughs) (laughs) Right after she got there, we were sitting in my room, and she left to go to the bathroom. About a minute later, she walked back in with a puzzled look on her face and said, So there's a little girl in your bathroom. Um, uh, yeah, she hangs out in there. Blonde hair, curls, pink dress... Yeah, uh, you know that's not really a little girl, don't you? I almost threw up. I was so relieved and terrified and excited and ready to run out of the house screaming. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't use my bathroom the rest of the week, and I started using it as little as possible without pissing off my parents, who did oh, not want not to I leave. that's what I thought you were going to say. Without pissing my pants is
1: <laughs> what I thought that
0: was going to be. That's the appropriate, yes. Eventually... We moved out, and I could not have been happier. I distanced myself from it mentally as much as I could. Then when I was 18, I took another friend on a road trip to pack up a few things I'd left in the house. My parents hadn't managed to sell it, and they wouldn't for five more years. The minute we got on the property, my friend was uncomfortable. When we came around the bend in the long, steep driveway, he went completely white. I could tell something was wrong, but he insisted he was okay, so we got to work. After a while, he asked to use the bathroom, and I directed him to mine. Not 20 seconds after he left, he came running back in, gasping for breath, and slammed the bedroom door behind him. He started babbling about a little blonde girl who isn't really a little girl. All of a sudden, he went dead still, looked me in the eye, and very solemnly said, She's not happy with you. You left, and you weren't supposed to. Oh, fuck. We threw whatever we could grab in two trips in my car after I walked him to another bathroom and waited outside the door, and we got the fuck out at top speed. Wait, that's it? That's it. Girl,
1: that's it. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Wouldn't you at least be like, hey, sorry, I hope it all works out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my god, yeah. My bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right?
1: Oh my god.
0: Oh, that's
1: so interesting that they were both like, it's a little girl, but it's not really a little girl. Because obviously, like, so that, that is given, that's, everybody's already accepting the given that it's a ghost, right? Like, we know uh-huh. it's not an actual little girl, but that's not what they mean when they're saying it. They're saying, like, it's a little girl, but, like, it's not uh-huh. some, some lovely lost waif. <laughs> right? Yes.
0: Ooh, mm-hmm. yuck.
1: Okay. Um, herk, Herc. Oh, you'll love this. I don't remember. I think I was typing jerk into my phone and it autocorrected to Herc. That's how much I use that now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I approve of it. Should you mean it. this? Um,
1: okay, so when I read this, I was like, I don't know if I buy this, but I don't I honestly don't care. It's such a good, weird story. Um, And it involves Budapest, so uh, uh, it's from O-V-D-A-N-Y-A-K-A-D, Avdanyakad? Sure! Avdanyakad, sure. (laughs) So something Budapestian, I guess. Okay, here goes. A couple of years ago, I was living in Budapest. It was half study abroad, half hanging out with my family, who lives in a town about 30 minutes south Every once in a while, I would take day trips with my friends. We'd drive to Slovakia or take the train to Austria, whatever we wanted. So, on one of our trips to Romania, where we intended to end up in Bucharest, our car shit out on us right on the border. One of my friends had family in Szeged, S-Z-E-G-E-D, which wasn't too far away, but way too far away to walk. So, the four of us decided to hitchhike. Ooh, seems always Whoa. like a great idea. Always we grabbed what we could out of the car and then called her family to tell them we were on the way. We locked up the car and made a sign that read, Zeg please, Zeg, Zeg, sure, please, Um, got picked up in five minutes in a Barkus van. These happened to be my favorite and I was quite thrilled to ride around in one again. The guy who picked us up, Andres, was very nice. He was very interested in where we were all from, what we liked to do, where we've traveled and what kind of things we were studying. It started to get dark. Andres mentioned his family had a house not too far from where we were and that we could stop there for the night and sleep, since he was tired and didn't know if he could drive us all the way to Zeged. We all kind of looked around at each other, but ultimately agreed that it was rude to expect this nice man who picked us up to drive us all through the night. Mm. Yes, Andres was nice, but driving up the dirt road to his house made all the hair stand up on my arm. I would later ask my companions, and they said the same thing. All of us got silent as we tried to take in the scenery. It looked like any Eastern European house set far back on what used to be a farm, with all the old abandoned equipment around. We unloaded and shuffled into his house, which was very quaint and charming. He showed us into a room off the living room that we could all sleep in for the night. We all set out our sleeping bags and kind of congregated on the floor while Andres went into the kitchen. He started talking to his wife. "'Honey, I've brought back some travelers again. "'They're all very nice. "'Some of them are American.' "'Yes, of course I was going to offer them some brandy,' which he did. "'He came back into the doorway of our room and offered us some brandy. "'I passed, but the others accepted. "'He brought us out a tray and the rest of the bottle and then disappeared again. "'Eventually, we all drifted to sleep. "'I woke up first, got dressed, and went outside to pee. "'I ran into a little girl on my way back up to the house. "'She was incredibly shy.' I asked her what her name was and if she lived there, too. She said she did, but she kept saying, but my father doesn't believe me. I chalked it up to either my Hungarian being rusty or her being a kid, but I told her to come back inside. It's cold out. She instead slunk back into an old mangled trailer she was playing in. Inside the house, I breezed past the kitchen with Andres screaming out, why are there not enough fucking eggs for our guests? What kind of wife are you? But when I got back to the doorway of our room... All of my companions were standing up, bags hastily packed, mouth agape, looking behind me.
0: Mm.
1: I turned, and that's when I saw a scarecrow dressed up in women's clothing, sitting in an armchair on the far side of the living room. I turned back to my friends, laughing, and said, "You guys are afraid of a scarecrow." But this, just then, Andres came through the door and picked the scarecrow up by the arm and flung it across the room. "You are the stupidest woman in the world," he howled. "I work so hard, and you embarrass me." He went back into the kitchen, still screaming and now rifling through drawers. I turned to my friends, and we all agreed that it was time to leave. Only the things Andres was saying got worse. "I killed the last one. I can kill you too." We kind, of, oh. uh, we kind uh. of stood as a group, frozen. My friend Leedy turned around and saw a window, so we decided to jump through it to get out of the house. She was the first out of the window. Only when she landed, she made this weird squishing sound. My friend Janny popped his head out the window and then started screeching and backing away from it. At this point, Andres was stabbing the scarecrow with a very real knife, and we were all just trying to get the fuck out of the house. The two of us still in the house pushed Janny out of the window, not really caring why he was screaming, because knife. Finally, I jumped out and landed in what I to this day pray was animal remains. Blood and guts filling up this deep trench next to this guy's house. There was also a, all caps, lovely portrait of a family painted on the side of the house (gasps) using what looked like the blood from the giant hole. Oh, no. The four of us, bloody, shaking, and still able to hear Andres killing his scarecrow wife, hightailed it the fuck out of Dodge back to the main road. We decided against getting into another car and instead ran all the way back to our old car. We also oh. took a break from day tripping for a while and the uh, story uh, uh,
0: uh, No. 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 Mm-hmm. Like it
1: really it doesn't I don't know how I could tell that story without and sound so calm about it, you know what I mean? Like instead of just being oh, like,
0: "Oh my god, was almost murdered and possibly fell in
1: other people's murder guts." And then and then had to run back to wherever the fuck you were before. in the Uh middle of skaggedead or whatever and Uh what was the little girl what was the little girl was she a ghost the little girl who went to play in the wrecked trailer i live here but my daddy doesn't believe me what oh god what the fuck
0: no perk. no
1: however would be a good movie I
0: would watch this movie. Oh, shit. Um, I was kind of waiting for the for there to be like a beautiful portrait of the family. And it wasn't the family that was living there at all. Right? So like mm-hmm. they were pretending to be. Oh shit, that's reminding me of something super creepy. Uh Oh, I know what that's. Maybe they didn't stop to look at it too long. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Maybe they were like, oh. Fuck, fuck, no, 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 no. Uh, I bet it's hard to paint with blood, though. Real talk, like yes,
0: inconsistent uh. Uh, coagulation. Totally, totally. All right, tell me. Don't worry. Oh, this is really creepy. This might be like a sleep paralysis or like scary dream one, well, but it's okay. but it's cute. It's yeah. cute. This is from user Lady Stoneheart. When I was little, I used to wake up in the middle of the night and go into my parents' room and sleep next to my mom. One night when I was about five or six, I had this really, really vivid dream where I woke up scared and then went into my mom's room to sleep with her. When I went in, however, there were a set of parents on the bed and a set of identical parents on the floor. No, I instinctively knew in my dream that I had to wake the right parents because the wrong parents were evil. So I chose the parents on the floor. I distinctly remember thinking that the evil imposter parents would try to trick me. So I chose the parents on the floor. When I went over to the parents on the floor, they both opened their eyes and where their eyeballs should have been, it was just bright glowing red light. That was when I actually woke up. Being a scared little kid, I of course went right into my parents' room to sleep next to my mom. There was a set of parents on the bed and a set of parents on the floor. I literally pissed myself. (gasps) The second set of parents was actually a pile of unfolded laundry, but I will never forget the fear that struck my little six-year-old heart at that very minute. <laughs> no, no. no,
1: no. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I would pee myself. Poor. When you're a kid, and especially just after you've just woken up, like, and everything, like nothing makes sense.
0: Oh. Oh no! Oh, the worst. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I remember.
1: I remember one time I woke up. Um, so I have had bad vision my entire life, and when I I got glasses when I was very young, and I didn't have a nightstand really. I had a bureau that was next to my bed, and I kind of had to be standing up to put my glasses on the top of the bureau before I laid down. Like I could, if I really stretched, I could get it. But like if I needed a glass of water up there, I ha- I wouldn't be able to just reach over and get it. So. One night I woke up, I was probably like five or six also, and I woke up in the middle of the night and I had to pee real, real bad. And I was not a bedwetter. I was always like a wake up, go take care of it. Um, and I liked to sleep with my bedroom door open, at least a crack, but usually like mostly open. I reached up to get my glasses and they fell and it was really dark and I couldn't find them. And so I walked over to the crack of light and it, it wasn't a door. And so there I am having to pee so bad, just like like banging and pawing at this crack of door light that looks uh, like the door. It was the reflection of the door light on the other side of the room
0: in a corner.
1: So I was like, st- my sister comes and turns on the light and I'm like shaking from having to pee and just, like, punching the walls in a corner. Can you imagine how scary that would be? Oh, my God. <laughs> to see that, to see a little kid doing that, screaming and crying and just, like, punching a corner of a room in the dark. Like, oh, my God. Oh, God, no. I don't think I peed <sighs> my pants. I think I worked it all out. But still, like, oh, wow. <laughs> I still remember. Like, I remember looking at the crack of light and, and thinking that I had lost my mind. <sighs> <sighs> anyway, okay, like, I, uh, er, oh, this is a uh, a people one. This is n- a not well. It's not not a ghost one. Um, from somebody. called. Sure, S- it's a it's
0: a terrible person one.
1: Well, I mean, a little bit. We'll find out. Hazy, hazy. Oh, hazy, Uh, from somebody <laughs> named Scorpion Lips. Oh. I should start off by saying I have always been a skeptic when it comes to the paranormal. All things religious. I grew up a non-practicing Catholic. Articles claiming sightings of Virgin Mary on trees or bran muffins, you name it. Now, I have to tell you, I've read this probably an hour ago, and I've been wanting a bran muffin ever since, with or without the Virgin Mary. (laughs) Uh, My ex-wife is a type 1 diabetic. Her husband and my daughter live about five minutes away from me. I got a call from my daughter around 10 p.m. one night in a panic that her mother was having a low blood sugar episode. Being married to her for six years, this was somewhat common when she took more insulin versus food drink intake. When this happens, her body completely clinches up into a ball, and every joint in her body tightens up, similar to a seizure. I'd call in the cavalry, medics. They'd stabilize her, and everything would be fine. When I showed up, she was on the couch with her husband clutching onto her, trying to keep her vertical, and her head was down. I pleaded with him to call 911 to get medics there to hook her to IVs and stabilize her blood sugar levels. He thought she'd snap out of it by forcing her to drink orange juice, drink your juice, Shelby, um, <laughs> uh, glucose tubes, et cetera, to bring her blood sugar back up. But when she but she was non-responsive. While we went back and forth over this, don't argue about whether or not to call an ambulance. Ah, uh, I noticed she was grinding her teeth, eyes closed, head down, moaning, her body wanting to fall forward. He was holding her, and she was slipping fast. I was standing across from the couch and a coffee table between us. My daughter and her half-sister were sitting on the couch adjacent to where their mother was in a split-second flash. Her head had come up, eyes wide open, void of any color, her teeth bloody, looking directly at me and Mm -hmm. leaped out towards me. She smiled, let out a deep-voiced guttural growl, and started laughing.
0: Oh, no, 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 Ugh. no, no,
1: no,
0: no, no, no. I no, jumped no, no. back
1: and my entire body, shook with a feeling of fear that punched the upper core of my body like I have never felt before and my legs went weak. She looked over at her daughters on the couch next to them and growled at them. The fear on their faces must have looked like mine and they jumped back while sitting on the couch crying and then their mother let out a laugh again, not her voice. It all happened so fast. I told her husband, fuck this shit, I'm calling 911. As I was walking the girls down the hall into my daughter, Room where I locked the door, my body shaking. As I was walking them down the hall, their mother yelled, You better not! Again, in a voice not hers.
0: Deep and guttural, trying to lead forward and get up from the couch towards us,
1: but her body collapsed on the floor. I had the door locked with my girls in the bedroom, uh, my foot up against it as well, and dialed 911. My hands, my entire body, my train of thought were involuntary and controllable. I got through to 911, tried to stay calm, and was trying to focus on telling them what the situation was. But while I was doing this, their mother was, oh no, oh no, 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 was out out in the living room, letting out these loud, guttural moans, and started crawling down the hallway like an infant really fast. (laughs) I'd love to get an audio transcript of that 911 call, he says. Oh, We could hear each thud of her knees and hands along the floor getting closer to us. I pushed my foot up against the door even harder. From what I could hear, she dropped just before the door we were behind and started to laugh in that voice. Her husband gathered her up and brought her into their bedroom across the hall from where we were. He seemed oblivious to the fact that his wife was completely fucking taken over by something and possessed.
0: I had, oh. I, had,
1: mm, I had witnessed It's fine, Charles. It's
0: fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh,
1: I had witnessed her have multiple low blood blood sugar episodes and there's no fucking way you can get a burst of energy like that when your blood sugar drops below 30. Once I could continue her, hearing her laughing through the door and not in the hallway any longer, I decided it was Probably a good idea to get out of that room and get the girls outside into my car and wait for the ambulance to arrive. As they came down to the end of the cul-de-sac where they lived, I flagged the medics down. They went inside and stabilized her. Within 10 to 15 minutes, she was back to normal. Then they took her to the hospital for an overnight observation, and the girls spent the night at my house. When I got home, I told my wife what had happened, but I couldn't get the words out right. If If you asked her, she'd tell you my voice was shaking, my body cold, and I couldn't stop my hands from trembling, and I was definitely upset telling this story two plus years removed still bothers me to this day we're not religious people by any means that night we prayed i came face to i come face to face with something evil you may think well yeah it's called your ex-wife
0: <laughs> uh. but it's serious
1: in all seriousness, I had never been overcome with so much fear, and I've never seen anything like that, and I hope I never do again. The next day when I talked to my ex-wife, she of course didn't remember anything, and when I told her she may have been taken over at a moment of weakness, she blew me off. The one thing that made me change my views about religion is this. People may say God doesn't exist, but I've seen the opposite of him, so perhaps he does. What if he didn't live down the street? What if those little girls were just there with the, the guy who was like, it's oh, fine, it's yeah.
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) I don't know if it's it's worse to hear that thudding crawling or if it's
0: worse to see it. Oh, at least if you hear it, you don't know what it is. Well, but they knew it was her. Oh,
1: fuck. Like, Mm. to to like to see it and not be able to get that visual out of your mind, which is a real, real problem for me, or to hear it and not be able to
0: see it. Why were her teeth bloody? Ooh! Oh no. Oh no. No, no, no. Oh no. All right. Oh my god. All right. Are you ready? This one is actually local to me. (gasps) Nice. Yes. So, friends from home, get ready. Torchy Blaine. I grew up in northeastern PA. <laughs> Which is notable for many things. One of them isn't, necessarily, Knobles Amusement Resorts. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please spell. Knobles. <laughs> K-N-O-E-B-E-L apostrophe S. Yep. Knoebels.
1: That's what I thought. Nice.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Uh, This is a tiny park in the middle of nowhere. If you've heard of it at all, you're either a local or a serious roller coaster buff, as it has a very old wooden coaster called the Phoenix. It was also the place my grandfather took my brother and me when he and my grandmother had us for the days during the summer. They would let us ride the Tilt-A-Whirl, we'd eat burgers, but our favorite place to hang out was the pool. We usually saved it for last because we'd tire ourselves out and sleep on the car ride home. One day, when I was about six, my grandmother was sick on a weekend we were supposed to go to Knoebels, so my grandpa took us both himself. This wasn't a problem until it came time to use the changing rooms for the pool because there was no one to go in with me. Mm. Grandpa was too old school Italian to go into a women's changing room. And besides, my brother was younger and needed more looking after so he extracted a promise that I would go straight to the stalls in the back of the changing room where there were fewer people. In fact, it was usually chained off on low crowd days. I was not to talk to anyone, and I was allowed to go in by myself. Changing into my suit was no problem. But when I came out, I apparently started telling my grandpa about the girl who lived in the bathroom. Her name was Lucy. She had blonde hair, and she told me that her mom was dead. She's dead too. I apparently said her oh. nose is falling off. <gasps> <gasps> of course, my grandpa. <laughs> of course, my grandpa assumed someone was messing with me and complained to the staff. When he told the kids working there <laughs> the story,
1: that. that's such a great thing right? to do.
0: Oh. Pardon me, sir.
1: <laughs>
0: you scallywags! <laughs> <laughs> hey, you kids!
1: Whippersnappers!
0: <laughs> uh, uh, um, when he told the kids they're working there the story they all kind of looked at each other and said yeah we know what she saw when we got home my grandmother tore my grandpa a new one for letting me go alone and we never talked about lucy again <laughs> <laughs> uh, haunted the park knobles knobles no. i never knew that knobles was haunted that's have that exciting. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah oh yeah we used to have um not me but like kids i grew up with used to have birthday parties there eh. mm-hmm.
1: jersey has a ton of little amusement parks there's like the, oh we there's are like one there's so many little ones and it's it's just so funny like um when we were in um I've only been to one little theme park in my whole life. It was when we went to the World's Fair in 1982 in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, and we went to what is now Dollywood. And I don't remember what it was called then. But there was also. Oh,
0: it wasn't Dollywood when you went?
1: Oh, uh uh. Yeah, it was just like a little Western themed thing. Um, And it was fun. I remember it being fun, but I don't remember any rides except for, like, there was a show where you got on a train, and then the train got robbed. And I thought that that was really funny. I don't know why. It was not scary at all. I was very impressed. (laughs) Um, And keep in mind, I was three, and I have so many very vivid memories. So this other little theme park that we went to was all dinosaur-themed, and I I bet my my sister can remember what it's called. And it was so small that literally... (laughs) We were the only people in the theme park and the people who ran it were all a family and they would take turns taking us over and running the rides. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes
1: and I remember I remember that there was like you could buy ice cream out of a vending machine and it was a, one of those Mickey Mouse ones where it was like in the shape of a mouse head and it had two little candy things for eyeballs maybe maybe the top yes. was dipped in with chocolate and I was enjoying oh. it but I was mm-hmm. like I hope I get to go to actual Disney Sunday because this place is kind of busted like <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was as
1: though it was as though it was a huge conspiracy for the adults to like fool me into we were doing something really fun, but I was like, uh I mean, I like dinosaurs, but this is really not. <laughs> uh, I bet my that
0: kind of reminds me of that kind of reminds me of, of the plot of Clifford, <laughs>
1: the big red dog.
0: No, Clifford, the movie starring Charles Grodin and Martin Short and Mary Steenburgen. <laughs> Oh! I am familiar with that movie. Okay. Yeah, you are!
1: <laughs> oh, no. Charles Grodin makes me so uncomfortable. I have a hard time looking at him. I don't... I can't.
0: I adore Charles <laughs> Grodin. I have... I really like... there's n- truly nothing short of adoration for him.
1: <laughs> I he actually looks g- better g- now than he did when he was younger. It was... I... Am I thinking of the right person? No, no, no. Oh, who am Charles I? Charles Groden, Miss Piggy, it's you. Yeah. It's okay, no. you. Yep. 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 Yep, <laughs> that's the one. That's I was about to say that you the Muppet movie one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Cool.
0: I fucking love him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really Ooh. do. Shit, he was the obstetrician in Rosemary's Baby. <gasps> oh shit, yes.
0: Mmm. Yes. Uh, my am so
1: fruitly. Uh um shall I give you one more of these? Uh, uh O V Bams. O V Y B A M Z. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I, every time I read one and it doesn't quite make sense, I feel like it's a joke that I just don't get. And I know that it's like a it's like a vanity plate, like it's not necessarily anything, but so many of them are so clever that I'm like of Well, anyway, um, in 2004, my best friend moved into a very cool and unique apartment on the upper floor of what had been a Victorian mansion, but was now mostly dilapidated house in a pretty scary neighborhood. The couple who owned the home had renovated a portion of the downstairs into an apartment for themselves and a portion of the upstairs into a rental unit. That's which is my dream, by the way.
0: Uh, The rest of
1: the house had yet to be updated and looked like the setting of a horror movie even better. To go to get in and out of my friend's apartment you had to wander through you had to wander through formal ballrooms and parlors filled with junk ah! and furniture covered with sheets, plastic sheeting hanging from elaborate dust-covered chandeliers. The grand staircase led to a square mezzanine area with probably 6 to 7 doors off of it. 3 of these led into the four to five renovated rooms that made up my friend's apartment while the rest opened to empty rooms with chipped paint broken windows, and floors I was afraid to put my weight on. (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) This is absolutely the kind of place I would have found myself in. I'd be like, sure, it's fine. I'm sure it's great. Uh, It's real cheap. Um, Beneath the house was a "Quote unquote," cellar that is really more appropriately called catacombs, which we attempted to explore once, but were instantly covered in fleas. No, not a couple of fleas, but like wow, a plague of fleas that sent us running out and made us strip naked in the yard to avoid breathing upstairs. Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh no! No, no, no! Oh no! No! Too many. What is down there? Because you know, fleas don't hang out in a place where there isn't animals.
0: Mm-hmm. Fleas are hungry. They like blood. Anyway,
1: mm-hmm. so all this is creepy in and of itself. There were plenty of what was what was that in the corner of my eye moments when walking through the spooky ballrooms on my way out. But those could easily be explained away with the facts of alcohol and marijuana use and the power of suggestion. The place seriously looked like something out of a gothic nightmare. Here's the story we've never been able to explain away and I invite anyone with enough technology to do so. My friend was taking a bath while I hung out in her bedroom. I used my cell phone to call another friend to let him know the plan for the night. I got his voicemail and started to leave a message. A little of the ways into my typically long-winded messages. The noise on the line goes silent like the call had been dropped. Then I hear, through the phone, a man's voice saying, Shut the fuck up, bitch! And then the regular white noise of the connection came back. Very confused, I hesitated for a second and said, That was weird, and continued with my message. The line goes silent again, and I hear a man's voice say, Bitch, I told you to shut the fuck up! At this point, I say, um, wow, something weird is happening with my phone. Just call me back when you get this. I hung up and sat there puzzled for a minute. I remember ye, oh, yep, I remember this too. I remember ye old cordless phones on landlines would sometimes pick up a neighbor's conversation. But my understanding was that that wasn't something that happened with digital age cell phones. Besides, it was different from that. While it seemed like the voice came from the phone, it felt like someone whispered it in my ear <laughs> i spent a few minutes freaking the fuck out and trying to figure out a rational explanation i sat down in her living room turned on the tv and actually forgot to mention it to my friend by the time she was out of the bathroom how the fuck long of a bath was it a bath and a dump how do you forget i don't i don't buy that
0: <laughs> nope.
1: I don't. oh la la oops forgot so of course I felt horrible when she tells me a few weeks later that she's having a problem with her cell phone <gasps> and her calls no. keep cutting out and she hears a man's voice. that seems like it's whispering in her ear and he's always saying violent and vile things. He always so... calls her a bitch or a whore and tells her to shut up or he'll hit rape, kill her. The person on the other end of the line never heard it. It wasn't on my friend's voicemail. Just moments of silence followed my, by my reaction. It started happening every time she made a call in her bedroom. After hearing that that happened to me too, she quit talking on her phone in the bedroom and eventually opted to sleep in a different room lest it was connected to someone watching her through her window which faced the street.
0: Mm.
1: To this day, we haven't decided which is scarier, an entity of some sort speaking through our phones or the idea that one of her neighbors, apparently a violent misogynist, was somehow able to listen to and chime in on our cell calls.
0: No. Uh... Uh-huh. I don't like it. Don't live in a house like that. You want to hear something fucking scary as shit? Yes. The ghost of Beeves past. Several years back, we got a rescue pup. I'm just going to call him Bear because they continue to call him rescue pup, and that oh. makes me crazy. So yeah. now Bear had a tendency to bark for attention, never sat still, and was a hundred percent fearless. No, seriously. He tried to make friends with a working lawnmower, fucking fearless. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right dumb, the- but fearless people <laughs> are fearless. right around the time bear turned one he was still fearless barked for attention and never growled we moved into a new apartment that was one and a half bedrooms with one of those little half rooms that we used as office space and put a futon in when we first brought bear to the apartment he ran around making friends with the dust bunnies until he hit the far left corner of the half bedroom he stopped dead in his tracks all the hair on his back stood up, and he just stared and growled at this corner for a solid 10 minutes. Uh-uh. And fought us when we tried to move him away. We thought it was weird, but Bear is weird, so que sera sera. <laughs> Three weeks after we moved, my partner got laid off. Now, up until that point, we'd never spent much time in the half room, because why would we? He started his job search, and we even joked about him being a stay-at-home dad to Bear. After two days, he said it was weird, but Bear would refuse to come into the half room when he was in there. Not even PB&J, Bear's favorite human treat, could get him to move. He would stand in the entryway and whimper, occasionally growling at the same corner, but he stopped barking for attention. Whatever, Bear's a weirdo. (laughs) My partner talked about feeling ill, shaking, and claustrophobic a lot during this time, but... He was unemployed and stressed because we really couldn't afford for him to be unemployed. So we wrote it off as stress. Fast forward two months and our niece and nephew, six-year-old twins, came to visit for a long weekend. We ran around all day, pumped them full of crap food, and put them to bed in the half room. (laughs) Around 3 a.m., nephew comes in crying. He said that the baddie was watching him. And it felt like he couldn't breathe. I figured it was a nightmare and went to put him back to bed. Niece is asleep and managed to sleep through, nephew screaming upon entering the room, pointing at the same corner and asking me if I saw the baddie. I just put him in bed with us and he slept. The next morning, niece and nephew start talking at breakfast. Nephew tells the baddie story, and niece says, I saw her. She's not a baddie. She just doesn't like you because you're a boy, and boys hurt girls. Oh, no. Really fucking weird, but they can be kind of wacky, so I don't say much, and I tell their mom, who just figures they're making up stories. They never talk about it again. After our lease is up, we decide to move to the other end of our city to be closer to our jobs. When we put the old address down on our application, the landlord looks at it and proceeds to tell us that he knew the old building manager at our old place. Uh There, they found an incredibly abused and neglected girl locked in a dog crate in that building. The male guardian was arrested and charged with abuse. The girl died in the hospital later from her injuries. Uh A googling we went. It was in our apartment. Mm. The crate was in the same fucking corner of that fucking half room based on the crime scene photos we found. And the only people who ever had bad vibes in that room were male. We are non-theists, but you best believe we have saged and blessed and holy watered the ever unliving fuck out of every place that we have lived since. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. No. No. No, 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 no. Oh my god. Oh, that poor little girl. That poor little girl. I know. I know there are some in here that are just Uh
1: mm. yeah. Uh
0: well this is like a
1: kind of palate cleansery because it's just it's it's weird but it's not like oh I'm terrified. It's just weird. Um uh, and this can be my last one probably. This is uh <laughs> Stuff onions, uh, on yins on Y I N Z, like, which I think is, isn't that a Pittsburgh oh, thing? Oh, it's a Pittsburgh thing. Yeah, yes, yes. yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My story is that I was called from another dimension or something.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> In order for this to
1: make any sense to how, how weird it is, you need to know a little bit about me. At this point, I was 16. I had been a vegetarian for five years already and watched my little brother, who was seven years my junior, three to four days a week after school because my mother was a waitress. I had only been home from school for about 20 to 30 minutes, and I was making and eating a sandwich or an after-school snack. Where did the sandwich come from? An after-school snack and watching TV. Maybe I'm hungry and I want a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the phone rang, and I answered. Below is more or less the conversation that I had. Me. Hello. Mom. Uh, hey, did you just get home from school? And she says Stuff Onions, Like so she used her name. Uh, did you just get home from school? Yeah, making a snack now. What's up? Did you pull that sausage you like for dinner yet and start cleaning your room? Dot, dot, dot. Yes? Okay, well, if not, do it, because I have to go and pick up boo from hockey practice on my way home from the trolley stop. Dot, dot, dot. Mom, you okay? You're acting weird. Me? Yeah, no, I'm okay. I'll get everything done. Mom, okay, good. Bye, love you. See you in an hour or so. Bye, Mom. As soon as we got off the phone, my brother walked in the door. (laughs) Completely freaked out, I called my mother at the restaurant um, And she was all pissed off because servers aren't supposed to get emergency calls But when she got on the line and asked her why I was bothering her All I could think to do was ask her what we were having for dinner because I was so freaked out She responded that I was a dummy and knew that we were having her famous vegetarian taco bake Because I had been begging her to make it So then I asked if she was messing with me and had called here And she of course responded that she had five tables and was slammed And needed to get off the phone as it is So of course she didn't call A few more facts My brother never played hockey (laughs) Mom was the furthest furthest thing from a soccer mom or a mom who would drive us around from activity to activity. I also never cleaned my room ever. We would never eat sausage ever. Alternate mom used my brother's (laughs) nickname from birth, Boo. My mom drove to work and did not take the trolley. I cannot explain who I spoke to. I tried calling the number back on caller ID and it wouldn't connect. It was just static. All I know is that this person sounded like my mother, recognized my voice as her daughter's, but obviously lived a very different life from my own. So, I know I sound crazy or whatever, but my only logical explanation is that I spoke to another version of my mother from another world, much like this one, but different thoughts. P.S. I swear I did not make this up as I obsessed about it with my best friend for weeks afterwards.
0: Ah. Uh... Weird. So weird. Mm. No. <laughs> no.
1: No.
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> Can you imagine?
1: Not. Can you imagine if someone was, like, doing, like, oh. Well, aren't you? <laughs> I can't even come up with an alternate reality for you that fast. <laughs> um, uh, we're gonna go pick Bear up from football practice. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: um, you want? We want one last little teeny weeny fun. One? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is a teeny weeny one. Uh, From a a user named Kelsey Joe. (laughs) I used to babysit a sweet little boy who was three at the time. His father, a co-worker and friend, told me a hair-raising story that happened one time at their home when the grandparents were visiting. The grandparents were taking over babysitting duty for the night so that the parents could go on a date. When they got back, after the little dude was in bed, his grandmother said... We overheard Oscar talking to himself in his room. When we asked who he was playing with, he said, Oh, it's just Mr. Doobie Pants. I play with him all the time. Doobie Pants? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the father thought, so what? Until the grandfather, the grandmother shared that he had also had an imaginary friend when he was a young boy named Mr. Doobie Pants. She had forgotten about it until that night.
1: That's so weird!
0: Mm.
1: You know what I love? I love the idea that that maybe a ghost <laughs> wants to take on a name like Mr. Doobie Pants. Like maybe <laughs> they had a really long, stupid name in life. Hieronymus something. You know what? <laughs> new year, new me, bitch. I'm reinventing myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <sighs> oh, that's entertainment. Hooray. Uh, hooray! Hooray. Do you have any um recommendations or anything like that? Hey. Hey hey. Hey.
0: Hey hey, you know who else is on cameo? Oh who? Um Greg Proops. <gasps> Gary Gary Busey. No, no. No. Susie Essman. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Yes. Tell the people what Cameo is. Oh, maybe that's a good recommendation. Okay, you guys. So Cameo is a website where people of public interest... musicians comedians actors uh drag queens youtube stars uh, youtube stars you name it um can send you a personal video for something for a for a birthday for congratulations for a wedding proposal (laughs) a wedding proposal you you pick it um and there's all kinds of personalities on this thing. Uh, it's, it's a little, it's a little wild. Um, <laughs> I mean, and there are some, there are some very, very, very well-known individuals and um, lots of people who are like, who have like cult followings. Oh you yeah, know? definitely people who are to- like,
1: oh my God, what? That guy?
0: Cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah but definitely worth a look oh my god have you oh I have a recommendation okay. John Mulaney John, John Mulaney did a fucking special for Netflix called the sack lunch Bunch. oh
1: hell yeah it is so good I love it
0: <laughs> and the little kid that opens it up that talks about uh, that, who clearly you know has like anxiety and probably uh, is on the spectrum he does cameos Oh! Oh my God! Uh huh. I love him. I just want him to talk to me. That's <gasps> so cute. There's a Joe Exotic impersonator. Of
1: course there is. I'm not paying of course for an there impersonator. Is. Come on. If you can get um, Fortune Themester for sixty five bucks, I'm just saying. I want the real deal. Be-
0: oh, Meredith Salinger. Ooh, Disney. It's
1: probably oh, it's like an actress from that. So it's it's all like live action Disney stuff. Okay, right, 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 right. Uh, Oh no, there's Broadway Disney people. Steve Gutenberg's under there. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Oh, Kevin. This is delightful. It is delightful. Oh my God, Ed Asner. I'm mostly looking for like really old timey <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can't so look out for the the murder hornets and the polar vortex and for real Oh God! What a, just dog just, baby's losing his mind? Just look out for all the fresh nightmares
0: and look out for all this fresh energy we're getting oh. in 2020. Oh. They're shaking it up. It's stuff we could not have even seen coming. <laughs> <laughs> Wild and crazy. Tomorrow, all of our groundwater will be poisoned. Hooray! Uh, probably. Oh, I mean, look.
1: <laughs> All right. It's
0: it's likely. It's so <laughs> anything
1: is possible. And just remember, anything. just remember, anything is possible.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Oh my God. J'adore. Dream
0: big, friends. Dr- dream big, fuck buddies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for, we weren't
1: really hugging ears today, but.
0: <laughs> no, but there's plenty of ear hugs, you know. That's I guess all, what? You got lots of them. You can get Paula and Dean. <laughs> Oh shit. What? And she's only 100 bucks cause she No. That's... <laughs> <You can't>. No. <laughs> that's amazing. Yes.
1: Oh. Yes. Oh, I love it. David Faustino. This is amazing. David what Faustino. What if I, Guys, what if
0: Gilbert, I... Gilbert Gottfried is 150 bucks.
1: That is well within reach.
0: That's, that's Haven't you always wanted Gilbert Gottfried to talk at you? That's uh, yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> That's what that is. I love it so much. Weep. Oh my god. <sighs> Alright. Jadoro. Wild. Jadoro, see. <laughs> you're the shit. You're the shit. You're love the, you, best fuck buddy. You're the mare. <laughs> I am the maird. <laughs> Ah, Fucking amazing. Bye. Bye.